evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Better than crack whores. They never stay the whole hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey, welcome to Anything Goes for the week of May 9th. Uh, joining us this week, our special interview guest is comedian Pete Zedlacher. Uh, on the program with me is my two co-hosts this week, Dave Martin. And back for her return after about a month-long sabbatical doing comedy festivals and touring dates is Rebecca Kohler. Thanks, Rebecca, for coming back. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey there, Rebecca. Hi. So we were talking before we even started the show about Facebook profile pictures. And uh, very interesting is that Rebecca has a Facebook profile picture where a man with a beard is in it. And they're, they're kind of like almost like, you know, beside each other smiling nicely we look very happy very yeah. happy and we thought you were dating this man and it turns out you're not dating this man no he's a homosexual out... man yeah yeah well, he's just you... a friend of mine oh okay all right i was gonna say do you date a lot of homosexual men <sighs> i i think i have but right. he doesn't know yet how does what does that do to a woman's psyche when a guy they become homosexual after yeah. they've been with you well nobody's gone gay but i have strong suspicions about one of my ex-boyfriends oh, when, that he might be a homo and, and he hasn't come out with his gayness yet no and he might never oh i think he's in major denial right really yeah. Well, you know. But maybe you should change that picture because people think you're taken. I think that I'm going to change the picture because you guys told me, oh, I you have so. a nice new boyfriend. Isn't that nice? And yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm very lonely and sad. Well, because the last time I remember you and I talking anything uh, sexual, uh, it was uh, at the Rivoli and you were asking me about like uh, being like direct and coming on to a guy and how you wanted to have sex. With, and I so that was the last time I remember you talking about uh, guys and sex. I'm so. embarrassed. I You don't remember that conversation? Well, vaguely. Wow. I just didn't know it would come up here on the radio. No, but this um, could no, be it's any- fine. So, you know, I think <clears throat> I was probably asking you if it's scary if a woman is just like, hi, do you want to have sex? Right. Um, I, uh, to I, some guys, that would be too, too, uh, forward. too forward. It's yeah. also, it's just not my style. I right. want to know that a guy wants me. Right. And wants all of me, not just just the vuvu. Yeah. Right. Um, but sometimes that's all right too. If that's all you want. I guess so. Moment. I'm just really bad at the cash stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. On the other hand, I never meet someone I, I fall in love with. So. Oh. Well, then, but that takes a long time to get to know yeah. someone. If you're and, only 21, you got lots of time. Thanks, yeah. Darren. You got lots of time at age 21 to fall in and out of love, right? Oh, in and out, in and out. out that's of right. Love. Yep. So, Bell. <laughs> in or out, in or out, Alan. <laughs> there we go. So what we you just got to change your profile picture because I remember once I had a picture with my mom and someone was like, "Who's that fifty-year-old British chick you're <laughs> fucking?" And I'm like, "That's my mom." Oh well, my for god! You. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine if every person that you have ever been ta- had a photograph taken with you've also had sex with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Also, imagine if the bearded man in my photograph was my mom. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Yeah. That would be so or that picture funny. I had with the Harlem Globetrotters, too. Oh, and that, that was your mom. Yeah. All those they black all, men. All, right. all in the down low. <laughs> with you and That Darren. one's my mom. That one's my mom. That they one just had throw, my mom. They just throw Darren onto a lazy Susan and spin him around and the whole team. <laughs> On their fingertip. Sh- yeah. <laughs> oh, fingertip yeah. to cock. And oh. I just spin around. That little trick the Harlem Globetrotters used to do. Uh, here's something I did. Listen to this. Uh, I 
I came into XM Studios a couple days ago to do some uh, some business, and sometimes I forget that half of this place is hockey, and there's also comedy people here. So someone was talking to me, and I was a comedy person, so I said this out pretty loud, thinking I'm forgetting that this isn't just a comedy place. And I had made a statement about someone who said to me that, you know, that old joke about you know, 50's the new 40, and 40's the new 30. And I'm like, hey, does that work for pedophiles? Is 8 like the new negative 2? And it just went really quiet in here, and all the hockey dudes just kind of stared at me, and it's like, is that appropriate? It's like, come on, it's a pedophile joke. It's a pretty funny joke. Did they all tear up, though? No. Well, hockey I think has, one went into shock. I hockey think. has a bit of a history of uh, pedophilia. Of pedophilia and, yeah. Uh, and the guy. It does? Oh, it yeah, does. The, the coaches. Well, the coaches, touching. guys, yeah. Yeah, touching yeah. The, the little people. You got to be people. careful when it comes to that. You know what? I've often uh, thought, you know how, like, uh, like alcoholics or drinkers will try to make excuses for themselves? And yeah. They'll try to set them, separate themselves in their own categories. Like, sure. hey, I only drink socially or I only drink on weekends. Yeah. I've often thought about that if pedophiles do the same thing. of just like, hey, I don't want to touch your kids. I just want to see them naked and jack off. I don't want to have anything to do with just right. naked and jack off. I yeah. just want to see photographs. I don't want to touch yeah. them. I just, that's that why I've often wondered that about kitty porn. Like, yeah. do do does it lead to uh, pedophilic actions, okay. or uh, do they just look at the pictures and then that's because maybe they could get, come up with some kind of computer like, generated photograph? I'm mean, not oh, even like joking. anime, like anime, like a kind of like anime, but yeah. a little more realistic. So like right. a, like a Tupac hologram sort of thing. But it's like, <laughs> baby, that would be okay. Maybe that's the next step. Just have a, a, a baby a hologram. Yeah, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, and or there could be like a that. small balloon that floats where the penis. Would be. <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, but then okay, you could. We're then probably going to get into trouble for this starting. Then you could get sort of like dead kid actors, like you know the Dennis the Menace from the '50s show, or yeah. uh, you could get who was the who played the Beaver in uh, Leave It to Beaver, or Howdy yeah. Doody, just a puppet of Howdy Doody. Yeah. But then you, why couldn't you just fuck a puppet of Howdy Doody? Why isn't yeah, Howdy Doody's Howdy Doody's not real? That's a fetish. Yeah. Fucking a puppet's not pedophilia. That's a fetish. But Howdy Doody was a child. No, but he was a child puppet. It's a puppet. A it's different. Then I don't know if you could. It's you different. Could have a big, it's a fetish. Oh, I think fetish. you're splitting hairs. I think, I think this fa- whole conversation has been about splitting hairs. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny, childlike yeah. hairs. Tiny. And speaking of fetishes, this actually happened this week. My my sister-in-law bought my children, my three boys, uh, female pull-ups, and they didn't want to wear them because they had a big picture of Dora on the front, and they're pink. And my sister-in-law said, hey, now's your chance to pee on Dora's face. I'm oh, like, shit. Did they take that? Were they, they in take, for that? They laughed at that. I'm like, you can't say that to my kids. I'm like, first of all, I put it on backwards after that. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck you, Dora. But even more importantly, that's how fetishes start as young children but they're peeing they're not coming i know but that's how fetishes start that's how it starts it's yellow cum 20 yeah, you're years probably 20 right. years from now my son's gonna be like no no honey just hold this monkey and put this plastic door head on vamanos vamanos i gotta get this he's gonna be going. seriously fucked up with his uh right. when your kids grow up and have wives and stuff yeah right? he's sitting with his kid watching door gets a fucking heart on her to, to back up your theory uh did you know that jeffrey dahmer lived in a neighborhood where there was lots of roadkill right yes and, um he used to dissect those animals and apparently his sexual fetish for, like, dead people came about when he was going through puberty. So right. he was, like, kind of, like, simultaneously masturbating and dissecting animals. Right, right. I heard that, and that So that became a fetish. So that is very interesting yeah. for this comedy radio show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Thanks, guys. Well, nice. But, okay, why were they Dora underpants in the first place? Because was there a sale, they, they had no, they you had no boys. marketing? They had and... no boys left, right? So, oh, like, boy pull-ups. Okay. So she went, I'll just get these. What do they care? They're just going to pee the same, except uh, isn't the absorption area in a different place for the girls oh, and the shit. boys? Oh, shit, I don't even think about that. It yeah, is. That. Yeah. It is. Even oh. though that's bullshit anyway, let's face facts. Yeah. It's a diaper. Fuck. It's the same with maxi so pads. I didn't like, think about that. 
They're like, oh, this one's absorbed. It's just all, it's like a cotton ball in your yeah. pants. Right. Right? Yeah, Who but cares? the cotton ball for the chicks is in a different place. Right. Because, well, I shouldn't call them chicks because, like, <laughs> Hey, those uh, six-year-old chicks are pretty hot. Uh, <laughs> okay, do six-year-olds know how to potty that. train yet? Oh, All right, let's get off that. we got a couple right. minutes left. Big news this week was, uh, of course, the Beastie Boys MCA passed away, and there's been tons of uh, people talking about it on Twitter and all the, the stations of running their Beastie Boy anthology uh, programs. Uh, how was it for you guys? Was that a big deal? <laughs> it was great for me. Well, I mean, no, I mean, what is, it, I, was, I mean you know, was oh, it a big no, thing for uh, you or uh, not? Well, yeah, no, no, seriously, uh, Paul's Boutique, uh, is to me is like the Sergeant Pepper of the Beastie Boys. It was like a, God, amazing. God, I hear that one more goddamn time. Cause you only heard it from me. No, that, I'm the no, only guy that says no, that. No, 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 no. That's my line. Wait, I'm no. a little out of the loop. Why is that like the the Sergeant Peppers of the Beastie uh, Boys? Just because they were they, they dressed up in. In their, okay, in, uh, yes. Yeah, in band leader outfits. So. And there was four of them just for that one album. <laughs> one no, no, why is it, was it a theme album? You could have sex with it. Why uh, was it like Sgt. Pepper's? Oh, no, because... It was uh, a great jump. Like, a lot of people think, consider it was a huge jump from their last album. Right. Uh, you know, not just um, lyrically, but musically. They were never known for their musicality as much, but once Paul's Boutique came out, it was such a jump in, in talent and I level. Because Yeah, they were also playing their own instruments, and also yeah. on that album, it was before sort of all the sampling laws came into effect where you're sort of like uh like i think after that album you really had to get the artist's permission to sample it and that was the one of the albums that sort of fell into the cracks because it, was it was free a, as a bird well kind of yeah because they sampled yeah. they sampled uh pink floyd dark side of the moon they sampled yeah. zeppelin they sampled like three beatles songs right in sounds of science which you cannot even legally do anymore i mean you could but it's you couldn't release you have it to pay like for that. it yeah. you'd have to pay big suck time. some cock whatever <laughs> but the thing is about that album i guess so sure. is, is so many people say how great it is and if they had only had fucking bought that album you know right. it would have been a bit as bigger a success than their first album was right that's kind of almost a cliche of the beastie boys everyone talks about how great that album is but most people never actually bought it until far later and i don't even know if their sales reflect all these people saying how great it is it's Interesting. like you know, I got banned jumping from on the bandwagon. Yeah, they right? jumped, I got banned from Niagara College once. It was like maybe fifty kids there, but I've had more than a hundred people come up to me over the ten years since. Say, I was there. It was crazy. It's like really? No, you weren't. No, you just heard about the story. You know, right? And that's a, a big posers. Thing when someone posers yeah. passes away. They want to jump on the bandwagon. P -p -p posers. Yeah. It made me feel old. Like even though he died at a young age. From, yeah, forty seven. I was like, I listened to these guys when I was, you know, Absolutely. 17, and now one of them is dead 17 years later, and uh, the, where's the time gone? Yeah. It made me reflect on my own life. Well, but, isn't uh, that what it's supposed to? One of I our guess other, so. One of our other guests, Terry Clement, said that the big album for him was uh, Ill Communication. You're right. And uh, for me, growing up, my introduction to the Beastie Boys was uh, really, I guess, Paul's Boutique, even though I knew the album before of uh, License to Ill. But License to Ill somehow didn't work for me. It wasn't, uh, it seemed to be too much. Uh, too party boy. It was too party boy anthology. rapper. Mm -hmm, or just mm -hmm. like, but that like cheesy 80s sort of, not 80s sort of rap, but what, what album did, what year did that come out? Was that 89 or something? Uh, 88, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, yeah, Paul's Boutique was a couple years later. But that's, I mean, but the, also they're the sort of band that like everyone has one album. Album that they really remember whether it was like check your head or ill communication or or even license to ill but it was if you get a chance go online and watch Coldplay did a version of fight for your right to party the next night in one of their uh, oh really and it was like Chris Martin doing is like you've got to fight for your right but like much better and there was Very, a piano yeah. involved so he sounded like Ringo did he yeah he sounded like Ringo <laughs> and bad spinal tap sort of it, thing I love it whenever Dave does an accent <laughs> oh, it's yeah. always great well, actually to his credit that's a pretty good British accent uh, yeah. 
Well, mm. thank you very much. All right, shut up. That wasn't there. All of a sudden, chim chimney, chim yeah. chimney, and then we're off. Chimney sweeping. Um, well, we do. Uh, we have to go to a break, and when we come back, we got lots to talk about in the in the final segment because Dave went on the road, and Rebecca was on the road for a while. And then you also were on the road. You did a bunch of shows with uh, our Kathleen McGee in Edmonton. Yes, we yeah, we'll talk, talk about, about that. that in the fourth segment, but uh, in the third segment, sorry. But yeah. what we're going to do now is we're going to go for a break, and when we come back, one of Canada's top comics and a friend to all three of us in this room is Pete Zedlacker is going to be here, and we have some questions from people that actually wrote in to ask for the first time oh in a yeah long time. we did get those we did yeah. so fun guys <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like a trip to the zoo oh my god i'm not even joking why are you so red i'm angry just remember when it comes to hate mail we read it first and we know where you drive this is anything goes with darren frost and dave martin Hello, this is Ron Burgundy. You're listening to Anything Goes. Laugh Attack XM160. Mm. I like to listen to it with scotch. Lots and lots of scotch. And I love Mark Walker. Wipe off your face. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio, comedian Pete Zedlacker is here. Hey, Pete, how are you today? Hi, Darren. Hi, Dave. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> hi, Pete. Hi. Hi. It sounds hi. like we're all on Skype, and we haven't been in the same room for a while. Right. Uh, it has been a while. I haven't seen yeah. you guys in a long time. Oh, Dave, your face is flickering. Well, oh, Dave's a hologram. You're having a seizure. <laughs> the uh, I wanted to ask Rebecca a question, because uh, if you... Uh, Love down- Dave's if, questions. If you Go downloaded on. the uh, Rob Pugh episode, I asked Rebecca a bit of an awkward question about vaginas at the beginning at the beginning of segment yes. uh, two. And now I have another awkward question. Mm-hmm. About vaginas. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's not. It's, it's actually, it's not vagina-oriented. Okay. okay, here's the question. Okay. Uh, if someone that you once went out with that you're still friends with came up to you and said... Uh, since our breakup, I have found a porn star on the internet that reminds me of you. And when I watch her, I masturbate and, uh, to her getting banged. Jesus Christ! I I, I watch her uh, and I masturbate to her getting banged or have sex, however you uh, want to say it. And uh, sometimes I think of us. How would how would that make you feel if someone <laughs> once you once went out with Dave. said that to you? This is one of your friends, Dave. Why don't you just yeah, yeah. say it to Rebecca? Look, there's just, a girl that yeah. looks like you, Rebecca. When I whack off, I think of you. Why just okay. how awkward well, is that? Mo- Rebecca, no, the someone's you. The, the no, it's not. The thing that upsets me most about this is I think that Dave has an ex-girlfriend who right. um, there's someone in porno, yes. and this reminds him. Yeah. So, Dave, first of all, don't do that. Do no, this. I wouldn't. I would never well, ask. I know it's just, it's a weird question. Also, because ask. you tend to stumble and fumble with your words when you're talking, and and that sentence fumbled, it is really upsetting. Okay, but you know you know the question. <laughs> what the premise of the question is? The idea is that that there's a girl that I once possibly. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. So and you're like, so basically, I still jack off to you in as close a way, like in in a I'm great fine. way, because I can see you. Kind Are they of supposed moving. to be flattered, Dave? I don't like, understand I, what your I point squint. is. I'm asking. I'm asking. What would Rebecca say to a guy that she once went out with, and then this guy says to her, "Hey, you know what I found recently? A yeah, porn yeah, yeah. star no, on the I, internet. It's not like I didn't she understand like the you, question, and, okay. Dave. What I would think, you say? Well, get away from f- me. First of all, Dave, I really don't think I have any ex-boyfriends that would say that. 
Okay, if they were doing that, I think they would keep it to themselves. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, let's say which, which is Dave's life and story. And if they did say that, I guess it. Then there's so many hypotheticals. Do I still pine for him? Um, if if I'm still pining for him, then this now. would be really confusing for me. Yeah. I would be like, oh, maybe he still wants me, and because he's watching me on a po- like, it's so complicated. Right. If I hated him, I maybe I'd call the police. I don't know. No, let's say you, no. You're still friends with the person, and you I still- would just not need to know. <laughs> Dave, let's just call this girl and ask her what she. Thinks. Thanks. On another uh, episode. I'll no. tell you this, though. I don't really love imagining any man masturbate. Right. That's not hot to you? No. no I didn't think that it would There's be. There's something. <laughs> <laughs> not you particularly. I don't think any woman really uh, finds it. Can I ask, has, is, has Pete left the room? Or? No, he's still here. Wait, I'm waiting for Rebecca to <laughs> turn around and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you okay. think? I'll ask, I'll ask Pete the same disturbing. question. <laughs> hey, now, Pete, if there was a guy that you once were not with... And he came up to you and said, since we've broken up, Pete, <laughs> right. uh, there's a, a dude on the internet that I found that reminds me of you. Well, for, I'd be so confused. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I date a guy when I was in a blackout for a while? Yeah. Now, uh... <laughs> it was just one night, but it was uh, it, like you packed a lifetime into a night. But would you be like, okay, first of all, would you, okay, Rebecca, would you want to see the girl that he thinks looks like you that's in porno? I, me, me. Uh, you would. You'd look her up. Come yeah. on. You wouldn't want to see. Oh, who does make this sure guy she has like a third of? eye or like it's a bad Adam. No, I have a good example to answer this question. Okay. Do you, uh, there's a British show called Survivors, and it's about a virus that kills most of the world, and yes, then there's yes. like ten people left. Okay. And somebody, uh, the comedian Don Whitwell, said, "I watched the show Survivors, and there's a girl on that show that looks just like you." Right. So and then Don will masturbated to it. Or? <laughs> it's possible. It but is. I'm not going to speak for Don. Right. I like Don a lot. Sure. I'd be flattered if she um, masturbated. If it's she just did. the fact Dave does it. It's creepy. Okay. First because of all, this girls is not me. masturbating is is less icky than a man masturbating. There's mm. less to. Oh no, that's a double standard. Mm. No, it's just. If I ever heard. No, it's no, not it's different. like a female body is more attractive to me than a male body. Oh, yeah. But right. I don't want to have sex with a woman. Well, just to look at, I think a female body is by far. Yeah, that's my yeah. point. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, but yeah, so then a few months later, I saw the show Survivors on my parents' uh, TV, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, oh, she does look like me. Mm, yeah. But I didn't look her up. All right. Well. No, but you saw her anyways. You were interested. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for starting off our interview with Pete Zedlacker. So awkward and uh, <laughs> loving and opening. And hey, come on our program, Pete. Hey, come well, on over. Yeah. We're going to talk about jacking off on the internet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, first of all, my questions were not answered, but that's okay. Let's oh, okay. move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on to Pete. Yes, let's move on to Pete. Isn't that those Hi, Pete. Common How are you? Oh, I'm much better now that yeah, I'm not move on to this Pete. awkward uh, jacking off conversation. Yeah. Wow. Well. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut that out of the podcast. Ew. No, don't worry. No. Um, so you're recently... These, uh, interviews, I can't let my mom know that I'm doing no, it. No, 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 no. No moms. No hey, moms mom, allowed. check out my uh, interview. Yeah. And she'll say, oh, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> when my her voice goes too. really high, like, oh, I liked it. It, it was, was interesting. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Wow. I, has, I, did, has your mom always been on board with your comedy from yeah, day one? Yeah. yeah. Remember she came down to the, our Comedy Now taping? Yes. And uh, Dave and I taped ours on the How same How old night. were you? How long ago was it? I was 11. That is so impressive. You're like Doogie Howser of comedy. I was. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my mom came down and, uh, yeah, she loved the night. She From Wawa? From all the way Wawa, Ontario. Yep. The town of Wawa, yes. Population now is? 3,000 ish. Well, okay. Maybe less now. Mine closed. A lot of people are leaving. Didn't you point out the gas station to me 
on the way to Sudbury once. Does that make sense? No, no Wawa's no. further. further no. Way further. Way further, yeah. So maybe I just imagined it. Maybe you imagined the town of Wawa? Yeah. There's, uh, a, the there's a sign. Station. There's a sign about Wawa on the way that's to Sudbury, right, isn't That's there? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. there is. We start advertising about 700 kilometers south of the town. <laughs> <laughs> please come here. Yeah, please. And please fuck someone and leave <laughs> something behind. Yeah. Is there a bird on the poster? Yeah, there's a, wa- a Canada yeah. goose. That's right, I remember. It says, bring some food. That's what it says on your way to Wawa. And some disease that is going to wipe out the 3,000 people and only leave people that look like Rebecca so Dave can whack off to them. First of all, it wasn't Rebecca that I'm... Whatever. Rebecca and I have never gone out. Whatever. Okay. Awkward. So you're just in in Halifax, a very interesting story. Uh, You were not supposed to be there. You've done the Halifax Comedy Festival before. Yes. And you've done all the festivals before. But this, in this case, uh, a a very interesting thing happened. Tell us. Yes, it was interesting. Uh, I don't know how much detail I can go into, but uh, with two days' notice... I got a phone call from the Halifax people saying, "Hey, can you, can you sub in for somebody that canceled?" And right. I, and uh, I'm doing a Just for Laughs gala this year, so I had to sit down with my material and go. Your, your third Just for Laughs. Third gala yes. Just for Laughs. My seventh appearance at Just for Laughs. I okay. Guess. Um, so I had to sit down with my material and figure out, oh, do I have enough material to burn on Halifax? Right. So once that was, I'm like, yeah, I actually do have enough. I've written enough this past year that I got enough to, to burn around. for Halifax. Yeah. So then I said to my Manager, yeah, we can do this. Um, but I had some prior engagements. I said, you got to make sure that they're okay, that I cancel, and we get somebody to fill in there. Right. So once that was all taken care of, we said, yeah, let's let's do this. And uh, and then I flew in with like 48 hours notice to uh, fill in for a gala. And to host. Not, so hosting a gala is a completely different energy than just going in, rocket, you know, rocketing to the moon for seven minutes and getting out. Right. right? I mean, it's right. a lot different energy. Traditionally, like they have like celebrities host the galas, so right? Right. And, so you were like a celeb. I was the first time pretending to be a celebrity for a night. At, uh, and who was on that gala? You, didn't, you weren't pretending. Oh, that's okay, very nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Did you? Were people allowed to make eye contact with you? You were delusional. No. <laughs> okay. Everyone had to maintain. Had to look down anytime yeah. I walked in the face room. Face a wall. Face a wall. Never show me their back. You had, a, another you one. had a shot glass of acid that you'd throw into people's faces. I own Zed Locker. How dare you look at my face? <laughs> now, uh, what uh, when you you so, so there was Montreal and there was Halifax yes. and you had to choose which amongst your stuff. What, did you actually was there a conscious effort to be like this is going to go better for Montreal and this well, is going to go better for Halifax? You know how facts. You know how things go. Like you you look at chunks, right? So I'm sure. like, this chunk works perfect as a five minute set. Then I just have to figure out a two minute chunk that I'm going to put on top right. of that. So basically, I sat down and figured out my just for laughs gala set and then went, okay, I have. 17 minutes of other material that I can burn. Right. And Halifax is a little easier, too, because it's, uh, like, phonetically cut, right? Yeah, it's crazy cut. They just show one minute of your joke and then cut to somebody else and then cut back to you. So you don't have to worry about segues and you know right, making yeah. like a fluid set. Yeah, so. like Winnipeg is, like, one chunk of seven minutes. Right. You don't want to fuck it up. Right. Right. So, yeah, so it made it a little bit easier to do Halifax just to go, okay, I'm going to open with this joke, and then yeah. I'm going to pause for an edit, and then I'm going to throw in this joke and this joke. And was there a better? Was there more of a sense that you can, like, oh, I can fuck around a little bit more because they edit? Like, you didn't have to do cheesy, hosty stuff, did you? <laughs> no, imagine that. Yeah. Anybody from out of town? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody celebrating anything tonight? Oh, yeah. Birthdays, I, anniversaries. I did get heckled, though. I got yeah? heckled, yeah. Like, I walked out on stage and... Uh, fuck you. <laughs> You're not <laughs> Howie Mandel. What <laughs> the fuck? Where's Pamela Anderson's tits now? <laughs> Look this. <laughs> uh, no, I was just setting up a joke, and some guy just yelled out. I was setting up a joke about working on a deck. Yeah. And I said, you know, you got, like, power tools, and you got, like, a backhoe, and then somebody yelled out, and beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, 
oh, do I stop and do this joke over again? Because right. it's going to end up on the edit. So I literally paused, started the joke all over again, threw in and beer and looked at the guy. <laughs> and, so it, and you didn't do the, I'm going to cut your neck with my thumb, throat, action, <laughs> hand action later on. I just, I told the audience at the end of my set, I said, uh, listen, guys, uh, feel free to heckle me because I'm done my taping for this part of the show. Right. Um, but when the comics are coming up here, they're taping for television. A million people are going to watch this. So shut your fucking mouth. Like, we can't yeah. have people heckling during TV taping. So. Oh, did they love the F word when you said they that? They did, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa, we like that one. That's a good one. Oh, I want to my, wipe my face with that word. Oh, fucking I love beer. It. <laughs> it was a new heckle. So one thing we did, we uh, I put out the word that you're going to be on the show, and we asked some people to say, hey, if you have any questions and you want to be asked, uh, here's your chance. So someone named uh, Michael Iman from Sudbury, I know Michael, he asked a question I wanted to ask you. He says, do you have a joke that you thought would work and didn't, and how long did you keep trying it before you stopped doing it? Oh, good question. Because, um, you know, we all have that joke we think is going to be a great joke, and we get out there and it doesn't work, and each comic has their own way of figuring out how yeah. long to do it. I just keep doing it. Totally. There's a couple I have that I have no shame, and <laughs> right. this is funny. And right, I have a you rule of good. three. Like yeah. I, I'll try it once at like a like an open mic kind of thing. Sure. If it, if it doesn't work at an open mic, I'm always like, you know what? If I get a real crowd, I might right. be able to f- figure this out. It might get to it quicker. Because a lot of times when you're saying a joke for the first time, you're editing on stage. Like, sure, I don't need to say all this. I don't right. need to set all this up. The punchline should be here. Uh, so the second time you try it in front of a club, then it's. You know, then you get a feel for it. Like, oh, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, they laugh in a different place than you thought they would right. laugh or whatever. Yeah. And then sometimes you're writing on stage, right? And all of a sudden, like, a little offshoot of the joke becomes an yep, actual punchline. Yeah. Yep. So it's uh, it's an evolving art, I guess, right? Like, right. But I, usually three times. Like, if I've got a joke in my head that, you know, the punchline is penguins. Right. And each time I get to penguins, there's nothing. I'm like, that joke is done. Right. But that happens less and less now, you know, after... You kind of know what will work. Yeah. 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 You can trust your instincts after a while. Do you think you do most of your writing on stage or on paper? I do. I do. On stage. It's a really lazy process. No, that's how I do it too. Yeah. Like I come up with a nug of an idea and where the joke's going to go and then just talk it out on stage. I don't think that's lazy. Why is that lazy? I don't know. I think it's there's something about being with the audience that gives you the kind of energy you don't have at home at a computer. It's fun to watch. Like, you hit these open mics and amateur comics have, like, a script in front of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Like, right at the top. (laughs) Right. Pause for laugh is written in parentheses at the bottom of one joke. I I just think you have to do whatever works for you. I mean, I personally, I actually write the joke down first. Then I work it out on stage. And, yeah, it takes different turns and whatever. But I'm I'm so bad that I never remember the whole joke. So, you know, a year or two from now, I like to go back and then remember, oh, fuck, those two lines didn't work because I didn't know how to make them work, right. but now I, at least I have them. So. See, I write down bullet notes, right? Yeah, so yeah, if right. I've got a joke about you know the Detroit <clears throat> Red Wings, I'll just write Detroit Red Wings. Right. right. And, and then, then nine years from now, you figure out that what fucking means. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I look yeah, back at my notes true. and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck was the yeah, joke? exactly. I have one in my old comedy book I was just looking at. It just, it just said New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was the joke that I was, right. you, know, you know, the joke about New Year's Eve. Right. You know? I had one, you know what, I saw an old book once, and I swear to God, it just said Bongo Man. <laughs> and I was like, that could go so many different places. This is a new comedy character you're yeah, going to work on. Yeah, right? maybe I couldn't, it could be Please a reference to anything. Bongo Man. Yeah, it was a, I don't know, something, I don't know, it could have gone anywhere, Bongo Man. Bongo mine, Man. mine was a May 9th, 2012, fucking a puppet's a fetish. I don't know what that means, but that's <laughs> my bullet point for today. Um, so, uh, yeah. you're, you're a small town northern boy. I know you've been back to Wawa to do shows. What's that yeah. kind of like? It's got to be very rock star-ish 
to a certain extent, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. Thanks, man. It was uh, <laughs> the last time. Well, it's a good story because we went up there uh, when we got married. We did a stag and doe. It's like a. Well, yeah. so who'd you get married? Like, who did I get married well, to? You my said wife. we. You said well, we. Me and it was my like, wife got okay, married. All right. And, uh, you know, traditionally up in northern Ontario, we throw one of these stag and does where right. it's like a town dance and. You buy alcohol and people, you know, they raise money and, right. you know, you, you pay for your wedding and whatever. Fish fry. So this time I did it. It was a comedy show and stag and doe. So it right. was uh, me, Jeff McHenry, and Peter Anthony went up there. and uh, That's a good try. Great show. It was a great show, yeah. So that was, uh, but yeah, like a thunder standing ovation before I got to the stage. I'm right. Like, Come on, this is ridiculous. It and was... now Jeff McHenry's their fucking mayor. That's right. He <laughs> was, fits in way up there. He was a rock star. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's pictures of him in bed with uh, numerous ladies. That's right. Yeah. One, one of my wife and uh, my buddy's wife, the three of them, because he went, of course, my alcoholic friends up in Wawa got McHenry hammered. Yeah. Right. Because they were just like, oh, we love this guy. Give him another shot. Give him another shot. <laughs> so by like an hour after showtime, he's like, I got to go home. <laughs> so he went back to the cottage. We rented this cottage. And then after the we closed down the stag and doe, we all went back to the cottage and McHenry's sleeping in bed. So the three girls stripped down to their underwear and then <laughs> crawled into bed and made it look like they were all naked with them. Right, right. And then we woke him up and he was kind of like looking around like, yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> and then, then the girls got out of bed and then he comes up to me and he's like, What's going on? <laughs> he was all like concerned, like I don't understand what's happening. Would have been funny if he woke up and, oh, and then he barfed on himself. And this is this now. This photo is great for another reason. That'd be even weirder. It's good thing you chose, you chose Jeff McHenry, not Dave Martin. Dave Martin would get hammered and then go fuck that giant goose. <laughs> now, look at this! I'm fucking a goose up here. Get the photo. Get the camera. Dad, just Hold turn us. to the girls and go like, "Hey, there's a girl on the internet. It reminds me of you. And I'm gonna jerk reminds off. me of all three of you. Three of you girls. I'm gonna jerk off. Does that Actually, make you uncomfortable? I saw. <laughs> Porn once, and there was a guy that looked just like Jeff McHenry. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, you mean the, you mean the hair around his cock? That would be so funny. <laughs> 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 you mean the hair around his cock? Look at his head. Yeah. That guy's got yes. a fucking fro. Yeah, he does. He does. Have a fro. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you let McHenry know. Yeah, it looked like he had a scrunchie around his penis. <laughs> scrunchie. <laughs> nice. A well lathered nice. scrunchie. Now, uh, among other things, uh, you do stand-up comedy, and the thing that you've been kind of doing more recently to uh, earn a living in this thing we call show yeah. is uh, writing for television. Correct. Um, you were writing on The Hour with uh, George Stropolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopol
he came into our show and it was very interesting. He did our show. We were expecting one kind of Ron James, and I'm not saying uh, I guess a, a negative thing, but we were expecting him to be very, you know, hey, this is my show and it's great and it's nice and I love show business. And uh, but he came in uh, quite opinionated, and I don't yeah. mean that in a negative way. But I never really seen Ron. I know Ron, but I don't know him that well. And I was surprised how opinionated he was. He was oh, yeah. like the Ronnie James Dio of comedy. He just came in <laughs> yeah. screaming and breathing fire, which, which was and, great. Like which a was, rainbow in the dark. <laughs> yeah, you know, last in line. Well, you know, same pants. I think. I think he got all of Ronnie's pants when he died. But well, I, I think Ron has worked from. 25 years in show business right. knowing exactly what he wants right? sure and he's done it he's blazed a trail for himself like he's not following in anybody's footsteps yeah and to be that guy you've got to have an opinion and you've got to have you know a certain drive behind you so well can we recap darren like what were his opinions well the, the thing the is being the, the, the thing is like of course his comedy's opinionated he's opinionated about politics but i was just talking about i didn't expect him to be opinionated about certain things about stand-up and comedy in general because a lot of people get to his level and they don't want to piss off anyone because you never know what your next check's going to be but he was kind of negative about a few things that he felt was wrong in canadian comedies that festivals are doing and and etc and i was um both me and dave were quite surprised at, at what he had said and he was right in all the things he said, but we were just expecting it from him. That's yeah. all. Well, also he had, he only started doing stand up in the early nineties, and so right. and he right. had that uh, like heavy Second City and sketch background. And he yeah. sort of went, he did the television thing in sketch, so stand up was kind of new to him. So he had this, I guess, I mean, he'd seen it before, but he had this tremendous appreciation for it. Sure. Now, when you started to like, do you do anything with the sketches on his show, or not, not at this point? No. Like, did I you mean, used to? Then the reason I brought this up is yeah. I wanted to ask because because I would opinion he is and uh, you know your comedy has an opinion as well was it easy for you to kind of fit into that or did you have to feel like you have to get a little more opinionated in your stand-up no, when it comes to no. Ron? like uh when i first started in comedy like doing the laugh resort that's where i really kind of started jumping up on stage and, right and ron was the big man on campus there right. right sure so i really learned a lot about stand-up by watching ron james so it was an easy fit because i know ron's voice yep and uh and as far as opinions go, like we sit around the room and riff on things that are happening. Yeah. Stephen Harper and the Bills C three seven that's coming up, and you know the F thirty fives, and you know we just have a, a conversation about it. So you you draw an opinion from it, and then right. you just write punchlines about it. Do you right? talk with him about it? Do you oh, brainstorm yeah. with him? Oh, okay, Ron right. is definitely a writer on the show. Okay, like all right, all right, the yeah, main writer, yeah. But you had never really <laughs> done much political stuff on stage. Like he does. Yeah, it's well, you have that bit about the goose. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's very political joke. Do, right. do, do, do goose che- uh, get uh, get ro- ro- royalty checks after every time you do that joke? Is there a, <laughs> is there a goose foundation? Yeah. That... But I think as far as politics go, like as you get older, you get more into politics. Of course, right? Right. Oh, of know, course. When I was twenty something, starting out, I would do jokes about midgets and you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, paper airplanes. I don't know. I'm making some <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unicorns. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, a midget yeah. on a paper airplane. That was your closer. <laughs> But you know, as you get older and you get more politically active, you do jokes you... about taller people, and now I do politician midgets. That's very different. Now. Right. Political midgets. Um, and what's how would you? I'm getting off the road. But how would you compare okay. the Strombo show to the Ron James show, writing experience wise? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how deep I can get into this, but uh, it wasn't a very positive environment to write for. Uh, for uh, George in that in that environment, and he would be the first to admit it too. Like we had a moving target every day. Like some days he would want it to be a comedy show, and some right. days he wanted it to I've be heard a talk that. show, yep. and yeah. some days he wanted it to be breaking stories, which we'd say like, "Well, we're following the national." Like, yeah, that's, right. That's yeah. the show that breaks stories. Like we're we're just <laughs> right. going to report it and do something. George funny finds about it. a secret news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm serious. We have conversations like that. So it, <laughs> sorry. And, uh, and again, I don't want to. Wait, how bash old was the show at that point? I was, I was on the fifth season. Okay, so and so was, you think that it would have been I've already out figured right, something out, right. right? But it was again a moving target. The, yeah. and the show was different today than it is when yeah. I was on the oh, show. Oh yeah, right, so, right. But I think that's, you know, they're chasing a different animal, and I think the Ron James show, like you said, Ron had a very specific idea and and knows what he wants, so that's a lot different, even just that. I think George is striving for a show that will make the CBC happy, because it's a nightly show, it's a different animal. Mm -hmm. So that floor has to move all the time, because people change, and opinions change, and even CEOs change, so... Well, I'm I'm a comedy writer, so when I was brought on to Strombo, I was writing comedy, but some days there would be no room for comedy. Right. It would just be like... No, no, we've got this story to hit today. And so. would they be right. like, this is too funny? Uh, I, I've been told that. I'm like, no, there's no room for jokes today. Oh. Like, okay, no <laughs> no I jokes guess, for you. I guess no jokes for you. I'll be down in the cafeteria having some rice, I guess. <laughs> rice. Just let me know when you need a joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess there's no jokes today. Uh, Hawkins died. Oh, okay. I guess well, I'm just gonna go home for well, three days. I was on the show when uh, the hate when Haiti happened. Right. And, oh. and, and everybody's like, I'm like, okay, so. Do you want me to write some jokes about this? Absolutely not. No. Go no. eat rice. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just picture you in the cafeteria yeah, eating white rice with, yeah. with a plastic fork. With a tear in my eye. At the <laughs> CBC, we have a rice surplus we got to get rid of. Get eating. And you're wearing a Chinaman hat. I don't know. It's really <laughs> Chinaman hat. Oh, what do they look like? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, China everybody. Man. A Chinaman hat. They're very masculine. Uh, if, if you're just tuning in right now, we're uh, talking to uh, Pete Zedlacker, who's a, a writer on the, uh, the Ron James show. I'm also a stand-up comic. Yeah, yeah of course. Stand-up comedian. Now, when you funny. And, and he wears many different Chinaman hats. It depends on what he's doing today and tomorrow. Oh, and yesterday. <laughs> It's getting worse, Rebecca. It is. It is, Rebecca. It's great. You can edit. <laughs> oh, oh, can I? Thank you. It's not even a Chinese. Oh, yeah. you, break just, it, you break it, you buy it. Yeah. I'll edit with my cock, but it's too small to hit the keyboard. Oh, there we go. So. Ew. Yeah, great. This, we're not, this, this show's right. Oh, my daughter's hymen. If you break Stop it, you buy it. it. Dave. Um, we're done now, with that. Okay. All right. We're done, really. How often? Okay. I didn't jump in on any of those. No, no, you I didn't. I just I pictured s- Darren's tiny penis only hitting the key Pardon numlock. Me? Over and over. Yeah, yeah. Caps lock? That's right. No, okay. numlock. The numlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There it is. I think you've seen my <laughs> penis many times in different porns. I think you've all whacked off to it. Right. Um, anyway, go on. Uh, well, okay. Oh, the Pete, how often yes. are you at the uh, the show with Ron? <laughs> Rebecca just told, drew a penis. She just drew but... a penis on the... <laughs> Uh, but uh, how often do they? Will they? You write something, and they'll be like, "That, that doesn't sound like it would come out of Ron." Mm, and good oh, question, like Dave. his voice. That's a uh, one big difference I noticed from working on Strombo and working on Ron is Ron comes from a, a place of comedy. Like he, sure, yeah. he respects stand-up comics, and you know he's he was a genuine fan of mine before you know I, he brought me on the show. But um, he'll always try and make the joke work. Like if we sometimes pitch a joke that's going nowhere, kind of thing, but you bounce it around the room until you find something with it, right? Whereas if you pitched on Strombo, it was like, it's got to be a polished joke right away. Otherwise, right. it's going to go down. No, is that because it. lack of time or lack of imagination, lack of, uh, no offense to them, but like, um, do you think they could have saved time by giving a little time in those situations? Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, who knows? I, I think, know. you know, a lot of it's a lack of time. I mean, I don't want to defend that show, but yeah. being a daily show, people do not realize how hard that is to pull off and, and be funny when it's only one or two writers. I mean, look at The Daily Show. has yeah. how many writers? 40, 40, 40 writers right. and two researchers. Right. Whereas so, we're doing the Jesus same content Christ. on The Daily Show, and there was like five writers and no researchers. Right. So, so I mean, nothing. that's I mean that's just 
that's hard on its and own. And on top of, you know, we'd write George's opening monologue. We'd write the uh, all the throws to the guests. We'd write uh, the monologue, like a stand-up every monologue. Day. Yeah. And we had to do three sketches every day. Like right. every day. Between... We'll cut his hair. That makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> that's that's 15 sketches a week. Yeah. And that's how many minutes a monologue? Well, six was... minutes a night. So that's half an hour of material. It was... Uh... It was the, the shining light in our in our day because uh, they trusted us enough to do the sketches after a while. The producers right. didn't even ask us what we were doing. Right. So as the series as the season went on, we just got weirder and weirder with the sketches. Which we is like, great. Yeah, we had like zombies and Ouija boards and backwards <laughs> yep. talking. And, and you had Slash on, right? And other Slash. Yeah, I got to do a sketch with Slash. Right. And, yeah, I mean, was, that shit is great. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of these some of these guys were were absolutely great to work with. Yeah. Like, come on, you didn't put your arm around Slash and get a little iPhone video to that fucking chick who Fuck you and Wawa. Look at me now. I'm the Canadian Axel Rose, it's, cunt. It's on my Facebook right now. Right, fucking right. There I would. were no chicks that wouldn't fuck him in Wawa. Well, they all look like oh, Dave oh, Martin. Yeah. They all look like yeah. Dave Martin. Hey, cut, you said that you'd cut that out, Darren. <laughs> oh, okay. The, uh, now, what, now do you, would the stuff that you would write for Ron James that wouldn't get on the show, would you ever incorporate that into your own act? No. It's it's one of those things where if you're writing in the room, it's the room's joke right. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But, but I've written jokes where I'm like, Fuck, I wish I could keep this for myself. It's such right. a good joke. Have you ever done it? Just no, slipped it in your purse? No. Never, no one needs never, to know. Never never pooched a joke. No. Mm. No. Now, you have a DVD and a, your, your CD that went on iTunes about, what, a month and a half ago? Uh, three weeks ago now. Three weeks ago. And uh, the title is? It's called Comic Kong. Okay. Right. People can I get it on I saw the cover. It's so cool. Cool. Thank you. And who drew the cover? Jason Edmondson is his name. He's a very talented uh, artist. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. So the... Uh, yeah, the CD CD debuted uh, April tenth, I believe it was. Okay, and it debuted at number ten on the iTunes chart. Get That's, out of I tune. couldn't believe that. Get yeah. out of tune. Number ten. Now, if wow. You, if you looked into iTunes, like how does that happen? How does that work? Just by out? demand. Just by how many downloads are happening. And right. It, it bounces around hourly, right? So it was number ten at its peak. Right. And then I checked back a few hours later. I was at number twenty-seven. Then it popped sure. up again. And then it was like. The next day was one, one eight, million one. and forty-two. <laughs> yes, I mean, it quickly went away. But <laughs> yeah, for that half moment, that's I amazing. Was, though, was that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, that's great. that's always one of the weird things because you'll you'll hear like uh, when it comes to books, and then you'll see like a before even a book comes out, it'll be like the number one bestsellers. But they judge that on pre-orders. It's right. like you know if William, when William Shatner had a biography. It, and it was number one before it came out. You were sort of like, well, how does that happen? It's because all these stores have already bought copies well, of them. Because he went through a time warp and he sold <laughs> he, them before. Back in time. <laughs> he traveled back on the uh, yeah. Enterprise. No, it's Scotty, his, a his, bookstore, now. His, yeah, his book has to be read, written one word at a time. <laughs> a lot of pages. <laughs> period, period, period after a Another. Word. One day. <laughs> oh, I just about broke into a Shatner impression. Sorry. Yeah. That, that was a, the point. I was trying to get it out of him. To, oh, my how, God. How old do you, uh, like, how close do you still hold your Schwarzenegger impression to yourself? Uh, people still love it, you know. Can you I, do it, the part on Mars? Uh, do it. Uh, <laughs> That was Rebecca doing it. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza Head Liker does an amazing Schwarzenegger impression. Let's hear it. <laughs> That's absolutely perfect. It's dead on. Now, actually, let the, this kind of leads into a question someone okay. sent us because uh, they asked about your Arnold impression. Uh, they asked, is your orgasm face accompanied by the Arnold impression or the gooses? Which is creepy, and it's yeah. a dude who wants to know. Yeah. Guy named Craig Hader. Whoa, well. What is my, I don't know what my orgasm face looks like. No, but is it like. No, don't, uh, no, it's radio. uh, Actually, do. I'm not in that uh, studio. Go ahead. Go nuts. I I can't. I've never fucked myself. You know what? It often looks like a horse's face. 
Is that what they say? Really? A lot of, yeah. Uh, like the, 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 oh, yeah. Lower, well, no, the when, lower lip kind of. Uh. <laughs> but when you do your Arnold, I've never is done that, that like, face before. No. Is your, so your Arnold face is not your fuck face? <laughs> well, I, I, imagine that. <laughs> oh, imagine that. With your That's tongue creepy. out like that and everything. That's crawling on top and of my face. And your eyeballs pop out of your head. I love you so much, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, stop eating. You know, <laughs> Actually, I'd probably really be into that. Anus, I'll be back. Yeah. Turn around. <laughs> Other face hole. down. Other hole. Your face down. Who's Bite your daddy? <laughs> Do it. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Bite the pillow. That was a little uh, walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking okay, we'll get one more. So we're having sex. Oh, nah, and, nah, nah. and then what? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not a tumor. It's close. It's not a tumor. I love how Rebecca actually whispered the joke. To, to his other famous tumor. line, it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's like Danny DeVito down there shaving. It's like Danny DeVito down there. He just didn't do any of that. It's crazy. But my, laugh. my Schwarzenegger impression has evolved over the years. Right. Like when we did comedy now, sure. my impression was Arnold reading scripts yeah. and, uh, you know, get down, get that right. easy. And then it became Arnold running for governor, and then it became Arnold was the governor, and then Arnold uh, with this sex scandal that's going on, and now right. he's making. So it's always evolving. Like I've there's yeah, always, always in the news. new material. Yeah, yeah. just for Arnold, just throw it in there in a different uh, different light. Well, that's always refreshing, though. I mean, it's it's not like you're because whenever someone does like a Sylvester Stallone, it's still Sylvester Stallone from Rocky. That they're right. doing the impression right. of. That's right. sort of like, but I mean, Schwarzenegger, he's always in the news, so there's always something. If Schwarzenegger died okay. today, okay. in five years, would you still be doing Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, I don't know. That'd be hard. Yeah, that would be, yeah. that's an interesting I, question I asked. Yeah, then then it's like, then it's like you're Rich yeah. Little yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, then you're like yeah. uh, Rich Little. Remember Rich, yeah. Rich Little doing the uh, White House Correspondence Dinner, and he was still doing uh, oh, yeah. Ronald Reagan impressions yeah. and... Well, that was like the very safe year after, after Stephen, uh, Colbert, Stephen Colbert. Stephen yeah. Colbert, yeah. yeah. They, oh, they yeah. had Rich Little the year after yes. Stephen Colbert. Because on Colbert, like, uh, Colbert was amazing. You oh know what? God. I could watch that video on a loop forever. Me too. And it's I think that was, balls. as a stand-up comic, that was... Because he the, bombed. The biggest, he bombed the biggest balls bad. I've ever yeah. witnessed. But killed online. Yeah. Like, oh, my just, God. He became a hero to everybody. You know why I loved it? I used to whack off to it because there was three <laughs> girls. I look like girls I used to fuck in high school <laughs> at some of the tables. <laughs> That's right. So, Dave, just so you know, I, three, I do that, too. So there were three girls that looked like Stephen Colbert. That, <laughs> yeah. They would also read the news. Yeah. And they, uh, a conservative oh, uh, character as well. Uh, my favorite line was, I believe in America. I believe it exists. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. What now? Uh, you also did some touring over in Afghanistan. Yeah, well, I was going to get to that because okay. we got about five minutes left. I know you do a lot of oh, stuff okay. for the troops, so wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, oh, I got five minutes to talk about the troops. No, no, I'm just saying we have about five They're minutes. They're only left. worth five minutes. They're, no, I wanted to make sure we get to it. I'm I joking. Ah, I, I highly support the troops. Yeah, I've done uh, what they call like Canadian Forces uh, show tours. Yes. Right. So um, it's like a, an ensemble show, like a variety show. Right. And they usually have a comic and a band, and different musician musical artists will accompany the band at different times on the show. And uh, usually the comic on the show works as the MC. So yeah. I come out there and, and, and do stand-up for 15 minutes and then introduce the first act. And they'll do a set, then I'll come back on. And while they're setting up, I'll do some more stand-up. So it's usually about a two-and-a-half-hour show. Right. And I've done seven of them now, like three trips to Afghanistan, uh, the Persian Gulf, uh, Alert, the top of Canada. We have a yep. Canadian Forces oh, wow. base up in yep. Alert. Um, it's called Alert? Alert. Yeah, Alert. Yeah. CF, okay. Canadian Forces Base Alert. Yeah. And also you've done a lot of shows, not just 
outside of Canada for the troops, but like a lot of the bases in Canada as well, haven't yes. you? Yeah, it's a weird story, but uh, we always do a dress rehearsal in Trenton. Right. And I'm sure I've met, uh, what's his name, Corporal Panties there. Who the guy oh, is, shit. Right? No! Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When that story broke, and I was like, I know that guy. Oh, my God. He's seen You have party. met yeah, him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he oh, didn't go course. up to you and say, you got any jokes hey, about panties? <laughs> hey, you should do a joke about breaking into people's houses. <laughs> Ever notice when funny? you break into a chick's house and... Wait, I have two questions about this. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Oh, uh, he that was he was yeah, the worst. He's a monster. He's um, a monster. Say it in your Asian voice. <laughs> he was the worst guy. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, kidding, lady. Okay, so hear that really noise? Going. That's my cock hitting the keyboard. DVD Stop it. Quality. Always killing, lady. <laughs> Always killing. So anyway, lady. <laughs> no, and that's actually he was really like um Bobby Bear actually once um it was right it was during the court trial. What was that yeah. guy's name? Uh, Russell Williams. Russell Williams. And um Bobby Mayer made Russell Williams his uh profile picture. Pro, a Facebook yeah. profile Oof. picture. And um I I'm being open about this uh because I Bobby I don't think he'd care but I actually wrote him and I never get sensitive about stuff. Right. And I was like Bobby it's not funny. Right. Like it was like I had just read the article about the description of what yeah, and yeah. I just first I couldn't and he said I'm sorry and he took it down. Yeah. But like it was the first time I've ever been one of those people. He was trying but, to be a shock comic and be Yeah, like, oh, and I was just funny? like this is no, not, no, no. not cool. No. Anyway, but um about Afghanistan and stuff. Yeah. Uh do you get paid? Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm actually quite cuz it's Beer like, tickets actually. It's yeah. kind of like a volunteer but it you is. also need to be compensated. You know, you're taking 3 weeks off or a month yeah, off right. to it's Afghanistan. Not, people so. think you just go for 3 days, but it, it's, no, you it's, may only perform 3 times, but the time it takes to get there, yeah. prep you. It's a week and a half of rehearsals yeah. at Trenton, then it's like 3 days of travel, a day right, of setup. Right. Yeah. You do the show, you tear down, then you're getting into the into the Hercules and you fly off to the next place <laughs> and and, and is it? Are you paid well? Like, no, 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 no. You're no, just to cover your costs, no. and just, so you don't you know, lose money. You've got managers. You got agents. You've right. Got yeah, you're doing it for the troops. Really. You've got, no, no. no I'm, I know, you know that you don't do it for the money. I was just curious if you come back, kind of, do you break even, kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. For and sure. and secondly, are the crowds usually extremely receptive? Very receptive. So the you, best audiences I've ever performed. Really? To, ever, ever. And, ever. and do you think most performers would say that? Absolutely. Yeah, Interesting. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. And because I'm they're, a big they're fan dying of, for it. Like Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. Those days of like him doing the oh, yeah. uh, USO, USO shows, they went crazy because yeah. they had no connection to back home at all because right. there, there was no cell phones. Yeah, or, no internet, you know, nothing. Facebook or anything. So Bob Hope shows up in the middle of your war zone and he's got like a hot Hollywood actress right. and they would go nuts. I tell you. Was, but those days are gone because yeah. everyone's connected now. Like everyone talks to their family online kind of thing. So, I mean, they're so receptive. Like, thank you so much for being here. But they still have a connection back home. Right, like, they right. They still talk to their families but, and whatnot. But that said, they do go crazy. Like, right. So also because the Canadian Force show usually lands right in the middle of their deployment. So once the show is there, they're halfway through. They're halfway going uh... home now. So. Whatever time they've put in, they're just going to do that again, and then they're on, on right. their way home. So, can I just add? I always find that that must be so such a a mind trip for you just to but to perform to these people, and then is there ever a point in the back of your head where you're like, shit, I get to leave, and these people have to stay here. This must yeah. be so, yeah, and yeah. you want to be happy for them, and, yeah. and like, and, and hey, it was great performing for you, and and see you later, and then your helicopter goes I, away, and I always say like, I'll see you guys back home, stay safe. Yeah, you know, we're rooting for you, and uh, when you get home, first beers on me, and they go, yeah, and I. <laughs> I've had guys come up oh, to me and shit, say, like, okay. hey, man, I saw you in Afghanistan. Where's my beer? I'm like, let's go. Let's go wow, that's amazing. Get away that's from great. me. You pepper spray him or something like that? Yeah. No, no, I've bought him a beer. I've bought lots of beers. Good, good, good. Yeah. But Brilliant. have you ever had anyone that's gotten hurt? Like, you, you know you perform for, and they've kind of contacted you and say, you know, I saw your comedy, right. but... Can you bring that beer to my house? I've I've been... Uh, this is a 
oh, I might get choked up telling this story, but there, a girl came up to me at a, at a college gig uh, about uh, six years ago. I was there in 2002 in Afghanistan. Right. And this girl comes up to me and she said, when were you in Afghanistan? I said, it was April of 2002. And she said, yeah, you were the guy. I said, what, what do you mean? She said, there was um, uh, a friend of mine was in Afghanistan and uh, he was emailing me jokes of yours, like, you made such an impact on those guys over there. They were quoting your jokes all the time. And, right. Because I, I said, it's good to be here in Sandy Whore Ass Crack and Sand, right? So <laughs> yeah. that's what right. they called it from then on in. Sure. I'm like, oh, that's great. And she said, listen, I just wanted to tell you that uh, he he was killed three weeks ago. But oh. I just want you to know that you made such an impact on on his life and uh, made such a, a difference to those guys over there. Right. And I was like, you know. You you don't get that from no no Barry no no yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing so that's the story that I will I will carry for the rest of my life yeah you know I I, I do a fair number of uh, shows for troops I, I don't travel to Afghanistan or whatever but it's funny what definitely of the three comics that they always ask about you're definitely one of the three it's like you know I think Pete Zedlacker would come here I said oh I, I don't know I'm I'm sure he would you know you gotta <laughs> talk to your corporal whoever whoever books it but right. I know he's, no panties well, well you know <laughs> Russell Williams is a big fan so. they, they think I can get on my, on the phone and go Pete come here tomorrow you know but I said you know I don't I don't think he's against coming anywhere I I mean I He's super nice busy, Thanks, Darren. but uh, you know, and and just so much. Um, the troops so much love comedy. I mean, I know it sounds pretty obvious, but they're going through hell on their own terms, and yeah. they have to just release. And I think I would wish that they do more comedy, and that's not so I could go just because I think a comedy tour just for the troops would be a great thing, not just a variety show. Agreed. You know, and I think the Louis show did a great yeah. job of showing in that one episode. Probably what... my favorite hour of television ever made. Yeah. Really. Like, it, it brought me right back to where sure. I was. And is I it a lot like that? It's very much like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a duckling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. But Louis wanted to actually shoot it in Afghanistan. He yeah. wanted to bring the cameras and the and the USO people said we can't. There's too much risk. Mm. Yeah. So, so they just they shot it in I think northern Arizona. I can't. Remember. I think I heard that too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I, just, I haven't seen it. I'll have to catch up. Really? Oh, really okay. good. Yeah. yeah. yeah you gotta check it out. Uh, Louis C.K. is a. All right. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately. Oh. But uh, if people want to get hold of Pete Zedlacker, I know there's probably 15 different ways through Twitter and websites and iTunes. So here's your little chance to string it yeah, all together. Give us, give us your yeah. plugs. Oh, give well, the plugs. Twitter. I'm really good at Twitter. Yep. Yeah. At Zedlacker. Z e d l a c h e r. Okay. Uh, you can check out my album Comic Kong. Yes. On Which is iTunes. on iTunes. Yep. Excellent. Just do a Zedlacker search on there uh facebook zed lacker um and your website website is zedlacker.com right and then it'd be funny if your website was uh winona horowitz well thanks for coming by pete we all Thank got you. we all got out of here alive it was, we, yeah. it was weird it was we awkward at points but that's because dave's here and that's what he's for so. <laughs> yeah that's what i'm here for thanks for coming by it was Thank excellent. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much pete check awesome. him out Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Steve Patterson, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM with Darren Frost and his funny friends. Those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All 
right, we're back from the break, and that was Pete Zedlacker. That was a really, really great interview. That was super fun. Great. I enjoyed super, it a lot, yeah. We have been on a bit of a roll the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've downloaded any of the episodes or heard us, but uh, I don't want to toot our own horn, but the last four or five episodes have been really, really good, and the guests have been great, and it really makes it a lot easier for us when the guests have something to say. So well, I really you, appreciated that. You, we should mention this, that you were just in uh, Edmonton with uh, yeah. our former uh, Kathleen McGee, lovely, yep. talented uh, host, uh, Kathleen McGee. Yep. You did some shows there. Did some shows there, and we taped some episodes and put some stuff in the can of some guests that are going to come up. Uh, last week's episode, Sam Tripoli, a great interview with an based comic and then I did a couple more interviews with a couple road warriors out west which we'll be playing at a future date and it was really good actually now when you talk to an American comic as opposed to a Canadian one uh, do you feel like there's like a need to brief them on like how the differences between Canadian and American stand up in, in clubs as far as no, like... you know a lot of the Americans that I've interviewed or we have in the past have had a lot of experience playing Canada I didn't even know as much experience as Sam had I thought it was his first kind of weekend in Canada I was ready to ask him those questions but he'd already played Canada multiple times so there wasn't really that much of a, a worry about bleeding or, or of subject matter or anything he knew everything that was going on all right well th- those pod those uh, episodes are going to be podcasted the next couple of weeks and yep. people can enjoy them then. And uh, Rebecca had a question during the break and, and I wanted to throw it to her because I want to make sure she gets it out there. So Thank wh- what you. is your question? It's a personal question about okay. life. Um, if you uh, go on two dates with a man, yep. do and, and you realize this isn't for me, Right. Is, how bad is it to email him that information? Uh, I still think it's bad. You Phone should, call. Yeah. I had a girl, I went out with on two dates with her that I thought were great. Uh, but, uh, when she told me that she just wanted to be friends, uh, she did it in person, which I think is cool. Uh-huh. And then, uh, her interpretation of being with, uh, just one of my friends is, uh, never calling me again. Which was, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you must know a lot of my friends cause they don't uh, call me either. Oh. But, but like, well, what, what, what do you feel is appropriate? Well, I, uh, I, I, I recently did the email. Um, but was it awkward at the end of the second date? Like, it's all based on if you felt awkward with the person, then an email is not the nicest thing to do, but it's the thing to do if it's awkward. If it, well, what it, is, what, how do you define awkward? Well, I felt awkward. I don't think he did. Right. Was he a nice guy? He wasn't a nice enough guy. Right. And, so he wasn't um, creepy. He didn't creep you out. It just there was no kind of thing there? Um, yeah. I think there was a misinterpretation. Right. Of, because also, I'm the type of person, if I'm on a date, even if I'm having a terrible time, right. I act like I'm having a great time because what else are you supposed to do? Right, well, right, sure. So I think often men think, oh, she had a super time. Right. And uh, The big lie, yep. Yeah, you know, yep, I don't, yep. I, I, I know, I, that's the thing. I have friends who will say to a guy at the end of a date, you know what, I don't see a future here, but right. thank you. Right, And I can't do that. So what, like, so has that ever happened to you? A guy would be like... Listen, I just don't think this is going anywhere, and and it'd be so. But well, like, how oh, would you feel if someone did it to you? I have been emailed two that. dates. Okay, so then... here's the thing: I think after two dates, I don't think you owe someone very much. That's fair. That's uh, sure. You know, I don't know his middle name. Right. Um, oh, also, well, yeah. to be honest, first of all, I would hate to have it done in person. I find that humiliating. No, so, I'm not in person. I think a phone call. I think a phone. And then call the is phone fair. call. I like the last guy I broke up with. I did on the phone because that was like a month of seeing him. Right. Right. Um. But this, I didn't know him well. And also, I have a tendency, like I said, to be very nice and pretend I'm having... Right. So I could see myself calling and then... Getting suckered into a third date. Into a third oh, date. Right, and I was right. terrified. And well, I did acknowledge gonna... in the email, I said, I know this isn't the best, nicest way to do this, right. but uh, this is the best way for me to get my thoughts across. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So well. anyway, I was just wondering, but you guys both said phone call right away. 
Yeah. Well, I I just think that an email is so cold. Yeah. That is like a, a very cold way to do it. But then again, only if you only went twice, that how much have each of you invested in that relationship right. to be like? And what's funny is you say it's cold, and I see what you mean. But the reason I have to do it is that I am such a nice person. Right. I can't like it comes from total neuroses. It's not but from that's, being cold. But you're not dealing with that then. Well, I have a shrink. I know, but but <laughs> the idea is you're not dealing with the problem, really. You're I kind of running too. from it. At some point in your life, you have to deal with the idea that you can't be nice to everyone. Jack, that's da- Jack true. Daniels is but my But that's shrink. why I chose to email. Right. See, there's different ways of being nice. Right. But, you know, by a phone call, you wouldn't You're have, really you, face, you, facing your fears. Right. It's true. Okay, I'll keep that in mind for next I'm, time. I'm not saying you did a major faux pas because I wasn't there with you on the on the two dates, you know. But, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it sounds like you didn't do the worst thing in the world Right. Either. I mean, I have girlfriends who said just don't, just ignore his calls. No, that's, that's, that's And I, th- I thought that was totally that's uncool. uncool. That's kind of shitty. That's mean. That is kind of shitty. But I, I would also say, too, that sometimes you can have such huge high expectations even after two dates because it's not like either one of you have had a fight or, mm-hmm. and because you were acting so nice at the end of yeah. the day, right. he doesn't think anything's wrong. He's I know. Like, I that's why I felt right. so bad. Right. So I know. weird, but then it's sort of like, it's like, because I went out with a girl for like two weeks and then she broke up with me over the phone and I was devastated because... You were shocked. Well, because the, the only time that we ever momentum had... Momentum was forward. Was great. Yeah, right, right. Momentum was forward. Yeah. I was like, this is only going to go up. Right. And, yeah. and then yeah. it came crashing down. So I just I think that's it's it's good that you did it, but also by uh, acknowledging whether it was email or phone call, I acknowledge I, you have to at least acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. The people say don't bother. I, I unless he did something very uh, creepy or very bad, uh, then I, I think everyone after two dates justifies at least some kind of recognition. Right. Yeah. And, and you know acknowledgement. Did, yeah. did you two make out or anything? Or oh, okay. Well, that's the thing too. But like, was he shitty at making out? So uh, he may think that. Uh, the, the conversation is over at this time. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, and not, right. not because okay. I am embarrassed, but uh, yeah, yeah. just no, in no. case. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. That's cool. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll, we'll avoid that. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never, uh, you know, had that happen in terms of every person I dated it never went past one date. It never went like three, and then it kind of just at the end of one, it was like, no. That's what I've got to learn to do. Yeah. Like I, and like women are the worst. They're like, give it another. Give it another try, you know. And I'm like, my instinct says I shouldn't give it, give him yeah. another. And you, I know right away. So I sh- I've got to stop going on the second date. Well, I know that like Steve Martin in the movie Shop Girl, he wants to break up with a girl, and so he writes down the speech and he he reads it from while, while he's right in front of her, which I think would be good because you know because you know, if someone breaks down halfway through it, you're reading your speech, then you'd be like, oh, actually, what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't think there's set. anything wrong with giving it a second date. I think you know, for me, me, I met my wife. Uh, the first date was great, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is it. And then the second date was great. And then the third date was kind of that clicking moment right, of, right. like, this has got real possibilities. Right. And then, of course, here we are 10 years later with three fucking life forces sucking That's off amazing. me. amazing. <laughs> oh, look what you got to look forward to. No. Uh, anyway, so we have to wrap up the show. We want to thank uh, Pete Zedlacher, our guest this week, Woo-hoo. for coming in. That was Go a great interview. Zedlacker.com. Go Zedlacher. And please buy his, uh, his uh, CD on iTunes, uh, Comic King. It's uh, Comic uh, uh, Comic Kong, Comic Kong. Right. Sorry, uh, so go check that out. And uh, if you want any more information about the show, you can go to our Facebook page and our iTunes account. And anything goes ha, right? Yeah, anything goes ha is the Twitter account. We're putting up uh, direct links to all the uh, previous episodes and new episodes coming up. Yeah, and then you could subscribe on iTunes.
iTunes and you'll get the new episodes immediately. And uh, where can we check out you, uh, Darren, on the World Wide Web? Uh, you can check out my website, ComedyHorror.com. And uh, on uh, July 12th or 14th, the Owen Sound Comedy Festival becomes the Grey Bruce Comedy Festival. There'll be more information on that. A big uh, comedy festival for three days in the summer. I'll talk about that later. And then you can check me out at DayMartinWorld.com. But somehow my YouTube page got torn down. We'll have to talk yeah. about that. I don't know how the, why the fuck that happened, but... And where can we find you, Rebecca? I have a bunch of dates coming up, and I can't remember any of them, but you can check them at RebeccaKohler.com. That's Rebecca, K-O-H-L-E-R, dot com. And I am going to be at the Rivoli uh, next Monday, May 14th. Oh, wow. if you are in the well, greater Toronto area, that. go well, down to the Rivoli. Yeah, check her out. no one throws any shit at you. <laughs> Anyways, that is the show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and thanks to Pete Zadlacker and Frank, our producer behind the board, and Victoria, our executive producer, making us sound great every single week. And someone threw, week. A, someone threw a glass at you, not a piece of shit. Right. right. At the Rivoli? Yes. At I mean, the Rivoli? Yes. Oh, I didn't know a... what happened to you in two places. Yes. Uh, Rivoli and London, yucks. Good night, people. Good night, everybody. Good night. Take care of yourself. Good night.